Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about building self-care routines, but not just any self-care routines. I want to focus on building routines that happen even on your worst days. The type of things that when you are having a garbage pail day, which for the record, I think garbage pail days are really important for our survival and for us thriving because when we allow ourselves days to just kind of be, be debaucherous, be a little lazy, be a bit sloth-like, that helps us restore our willpower and restore our discipline and reset ourselves so we're able to step back into the ideal version of ourselves. But, and it's a really important and a really big, juicy, delicious but, (laughs) on those garbage pail days, we still want to keep our baseline. We do not want to harm ourselves. We do not want to have a day because there's a big difference between a garbage pail day and a fuck it, I'm off the wagon day, right? A fuck it, I'm off the wagon day, that's a day where you are just forgetting everything, where you are treating yourself like trash, where you are living in a way that is not in alignment with how you wish to show up for yourself. A garbage pail day. Again, we can add that one to the dictionary. We can add it to the dictionary along with fuck ton as a term of measurement. We can add garbage pail day as a term of the anti-self-care day, but it's also part of the self-care day. (laughs) Do you like this journey we're going on in the first three minutes? (laughs) What I'm trying to say is a garbage pail day, you are still showing up for yourself. You are not harming yourself. You are not polluting your body. You are not doing things that you are going to have to clean up after tomorrow. You're just saying, okay, I need a break. I need a break. I need to watch some Netflix. I need to order some takeout. I need to have dessert and I need to have seconds on that dessert because I just really, really want to. It's whatever you want to make it. That's my typical garbage pail day, right? But even on those days, you are still doing the bare minimum to keep yourself feeling really, really good. And so that is what we are going to talk about, how you can build routines that you're doing every single day. You're doing on vacation, you're doing on holidays, you're doing on your birthdays, and you're doing on garbage pail days. I have you to thank for this episode, for the idea of this episode. This came from a few of your DMs saying, hey, (laughs) what is going on here? I have these really great, wonderful routines but they fall apart during the weekend or they fall apart when I'm traveling. They fall apart when my spouse who is traveling is back home and in my space. They fall apart when my kids are home from college. And holy crap, can I relate to that feeling, the feeling of, all right, when I'm in the groove, when I have things going to my plan and to my routine, everything feels really well and really easy to maintain. But when things get thrown off, Everything seems to instantly fall to shit. And that's a really defeating feeling. And it's easy to focus on the negative there. It is easy to fall into our dickhead thoughts and just focus on everything falling apart and focus on what we are not doing and how we are not showing up for ourselves that we forget 
that we have been consistently showing up for ourselves in all the days leading up to it. And we have been taking care of ourselves really, really well up until that moment. And we have created these habits up until that moment. And so we are not starting from zero. We are not starting over. We're starting from experience. And that's the first thing I want you to remember. If you feel like you can relate to this topic or you want to get to a place where you're always unshakable in your self-care routines, you have to remember that you're coming to this from a place of experience and you're coming up to it from a place of knowledge. And anytime that you feel like you have failed in the past, you haven't. You've just figured out what doesn't work and maybe what you need to pay more attention to and create awareness around so it does not happen in the future. I always try to keep these episodes to right around 20 minutes so they stay very digestible and very easy for you to listen to, but we do have six topics I want to touch on and I don't want to skimp on any of them, but... Also, I know because you're here, you are in this space, you are somebody who is committed to your self-development, you are committed to your wellness, you are committed to your growth, I have a very strong feeling that these are all going to be topics that you're pretty familiar with, right? They may not feel like things that you are doing, but you absolutely know them. I'd want to just, you know, kind of throw that in there and start with the disclaimer that if there's anything that you're unsure of, any questions you have, anything that you need some help understanding, reach out. You know where to find me. I would love to connect further with you. Okay, let's get into it. The first thing you need to remember when it comes to building unshakable self-care routines is starting with small manageable steps. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I know Heather, you say this all the time. You talk about this all the time. You talk about it on your Instagram. You talk about it on your TikTok. Are you ever going to stop talking about it? And the answer is no, no bitch. (laughs) And I say bitch with nothing but love. (laughs) I will not start, stop talking about the importance of small because small gets done. Small allows you to build self-efficacy and self-trust, which shows you that you are somebody who is capable of creating discipline. And when you understand and believe that you have the ability to become a disciplined individual, everything changes. And so while it may seem very, very silly and almost insulting to tell yourself, okay, this week, I am focusing on these two things, and the two things I am focusing on are drinking my entire water bottle, that big-ass Stanley cup that you had to buy that you've been carrying around everywhere and never seem to finish. Now you're going to finish it, and (laughs) I am going to add in vegetables to two of my meals, and that's it. That's it. We are not adding 10 more things to the list. We are starting right there because... Just like we just talked about, when you are having a garbage pail day, when it is Thanksgiving, even though it is April right now and we have a long time away, but if you start this in April, think of where you will be come next November. Holy shit, that could be an amazing place. So all the way come around the holiday season through the summer, because I'm sorry, summer is when everything goes to shit at least for me, and that is the experience I have over and over and over again with the women I am lucky enough to work with. It seems easier to maintain our routines, even through the holiday season, because we're home. We're not doing as much. The winter, the fall, it's a slower time, so it's easier to stay in routine. Where the summer, 
everything kind of gets shaken up. We want to do more. The weather's nicer, especially if you are where I am. I'm in upstate New York. And actually, as I'm recording this, I'm hearing the birds chirp. And it's the first time I've heard the birds chirp since last summer. So it's very exciting. Even though it's still like 30 degrees, I'm very excited to hear (laughs) that sound. But all that to say, summer is when routines kind of fall to shit. And so when we focus on the little things, on drinking enough water, eating enough vegetables, putting our phones away at a certain time, only snoozing our alarm one time, or preferably zero times, those little tiny changes, we can do those anywhere and under any circumstances. So what I want you to do is create a list. And this, again, this may seem redundant. You may think, well, I already know what I want to do. I already know what I need to do. Or I already know what I'm doing. That's great. I love that. I still want you to humor me. (laughs) Create a list of all the things you are ideally currently doing because I know, I know damn well that you are doing some things that are for your betterment and for your growth. So notice them, become aware of them, acknowledge them, find gratitude for yourself because you are doing them, list those things, and then list the things you want to be doing and or you know you need to be doing. List them all down. And then take out of that list one to three things that are new things, you know, in addition to what you're already doing and let them be your focus and you can plug and play and add on from there. But again, another big juicy but, the caveat to that being is we are not saying this on a timeline. I don't want you to say, okay, this week I'm doing this and the next week I'm doing this and the next week I'm doing this. That may happen, but you need to allow these things to become habitual. And there is no tried and true formula and knowledge around how long it takes to create and maintain a new habit. Everybody throws around, oh, 21 days. And that's that's kind of been disproven. There is some bad knowledge to support that and back that up. But usually it takes a lot longer. It takes more like 60 some days for something to become part of our habit. But I, I recently heard James Clear talk about habits and, you know, he's He's like the godfather of habits now, atomic habits. And somebody was really pressing him, how long does it take? How long does it take to form a habit? And he said, if you want an honest answer, the answer is it takes forever. Because the thing about habits is the second you stop doing them, they are no longer your habit. So you need to maintain them for the rest of your life. And so all that to say, of that list, what you are adding on to what is currently your self-care habit, your self-care normal, don't put yourself on a timeline of when you are going to add new things. Just stay aware. Keep up with the check-in process. I have episodes on this and I can do a further one if if you would want to, to explore that again. But just come back to this every single week or at least every single month and be honest. Is this something that feels very normal to me. Is this something I am doing without any resistance? When you are doing something without any resistance, that's when you can add on a new one. So there's no timeline. There's no rush. There is no end date. It is just simply checking in and saying, okay, this is habitual. I can add on more. Or it's not. And that's not a big deal because I have the rest of my life to focus on this. So I'm going to continue to focus on this behavior. And I set myself up beautifully for the next thing on my list, and that is to schedule time for your self-care. So that means scheduling time to check in with your progress and your process and see how you are doing and, more importantly, how it is feeling. Because if you're doing something that feels like shit, 
take it off your list. And there's a really big difference between something feeling like shit and something feeling hard. And only you know that difference. If something feels hard, that is not a reason to remove it. That's a reason to keep it and make it easy because everything is hard before it becomes easy. I will build a house and die on that hill. Don't sell yourself short. Hold yourself accountable and hold yourself accountable to your potential, right? But if something feels just crappy, if it feels just not in alignment with how you want to treat yourself, with where you currently are in your life, with what your current routines and systems are, that's when you can take it off your list. And in addition to scheduling that check-in time, schedule some time to do something that is for your betterment, but also something that you can kind of ritualize and romanticize. For me, this is working out. You see this usually every Sunday on my Instagram. I I take at least, it's not always on a Sunday. I'm going to get into the next part. I'm going to set myself up for the next one with the whole be flexible thing. But it's not always every Sunday. But at one point during the week, I always take a day to work out completely alone. And that's so important to me. I love doing our training classes. I I get my best progress and I have my best workouts in our training classes because I'm able to feed off the energy of the people in the room. There's a trainer there to help me with my form. There are other people there that are lifting really heavy weights or, you know, for them because that's all relative, right? There's women I work out with who are 70 years old who are lifting heavy weights and their weights are lighter than mine, but they are very happy for them. And it is just so amazing to see and I don't want to run off on a tangent but basically long story short I love working out in a group at my gym I love it but I also love taking one day a week that is completely for myself and before I start that workout I remind myself okay you are somebody who takes care of your body you are somebody who honors yourself You are somebody who makes yourself uncomfortable for your betterment. You are somebody, on and on and on, affirmations, reminders, affirmations, and reminders. That is a cornerstone practice that fills my cup back up and resets me to continue on with my self-care routines. What I would love for you is to say, okay, what can that be? What can that be? That could be a bath right? That could be a bubble bath that you're also hippie tip coming in. (laughs) Hippie tip alert. (laughs) Throw in some salt because salt is an amazing cleanser and clearer of energy. And so you could say, okay, this is my bath where I'm going to just focus on myself, indulge myself, and I'm going to clear my energy. That could be a shower, right? It could be a really, I'm not a bath girly. I'm a shower girly. Same exact thing could happen for you. You could take the shower, you know, be really indulgent, exfoliate, shave, condition, all those things. Take some time once a week to indulge in something that is for your betterment. It can be a manicure. It can be a pedicure. I try to keep away from things that cost money, Because we don't want to go into like bullshit territory and we also want them to be maintainable, right? And absolutely not. Is it ever going to include anything that is going to alter your mental clarity? So no drugs, no alcohol. Yes, hanging out with your girlfriends and getting together is absolutely restorative. But we are never, ever, 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 ever times a million times infinity times a billion, (laughs) Going to equate self-care with alcohol or drugs, ever. Not 
not when I'm around, not on my podcast. If you want to, that's just not going to help you grow. And I don't want to like beat this point past where I already have because I've already like kicked the shit out of it. But you know what I'm trying to say. Create time every week that is true self-care that feels really, really special to refill and restore your beliefs about who you are and time to check in with how you are doing. That was the last tangent of this episode. I promise that might be a lie, but I'm going to do my best. (laughs) The next thing is something I hinted at just a minute ago, and that is be flexible. I said my self-care workout happens on Sunday, but it can't always happen on Sunday. My son has had hockey. Now my husband and my daughter are like the ultimate pickleball duo, and they have a group that they play on Sunday. And so long story short, things can come up where Sundays is not always ideal for me to sneak away from my family and my weekend responsibilities and get in time. So I just make sure it happens at some point. It can happen on a Tuesday. It can happen anytime where I can find in my schedule that I can fit in an hour to be alone with myself and in my own energy. That is what I need you to do as well. Find a option two. Google did, well, Google didn't do it, but it happened at Google, basically a long-term study around creating exercise habits. And they had one group schedule their workouts and they had a second group schedule their workouts and then come up with an if-then plan. And then they just had another group where they didn't even say anything about scheduling. Obviously, the work, the group where they didn't even mention scheduling, they fell off to the wayside quick. They, they never made it a routine. The group that scheduled their workouts did well, but when they followed up a year or so later, only like 50% of them, and I am bullshitting these numbers because I have forgotten Um, But it was something like 50% of the like 80 who had made it a habit, they were still going, which is good, but not great. And then they followed up with the group who created an if-then plan. So not only did they schedule their workouts, but they said, okay, well, if I can't get to the gym Monday at noon, then I'll go at 4 o'clock or I'll go Tuesday at 6 a.m. So they had options because life is going to life. Shit is going to come up. When they saw how that group was doing after a year or so, their retention rate was really good, like crazy good. It was almost like, I want to say like only a few degrees off of the original who kept going like in the duration of that study. And so all that to say, have an if-then plan. Know if you can't make something happen on your timeline, that's okay. That is not an excuse to say, fuck it and let everything go to shit. That is when you say, all right, it didn't happen today. When can it happen tomorrow? I have a rule. I check in with my habits every single morning. The first thing I do before I journal, before I even have my coffee, I sit down with my bullet journal and check in the habits that I did or did not do yesterday. And if I miss a day, no big deal, right? Perfection is never the goal. But I never miss more than one day. Because I don't want to make it a habit of not showing up with myself. Have something like that to hold yourself accountable and have an if-then plan. Remember when I said six? Well, there still are six, but we already talked about the last three in the first three. So I'm going to sum them all up together. The next point on my list is identifying what works for you. But we already talked about that when I said check in with yourself. I want to bring it up again, though, because it's important. It's really important to understand the difference of 
uncomfortable, and does not work. In the gym, I talk about discomfort versus pain, right? If something is making you uncomfortable, that's almost always a good thing. It means you're growing. It means you're trying something new. It means you're expanding yourself. If something is painful, you stop. You stop immediately. The problem is we, as a whole, as a society, we are so fearful of being uncomfortable that we confuse discomfort for pain and then we use that as an excuse to stop. And the same thing happens with our growth and with our betterment. We turn away from uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable feelings. Trying something new is going to be uncomfortable. Making yourself treat yourself in a way that you want to treat yourself, but also that is different from what you're currently doing is going to be uncomfortable. And so know the difference, right? Hold yourself accountable. This is something that I like to reframe the conversations around. And so I imagine myself talking to my daughter because she's the person that I am always going to want the absolute best for. And I want to always hold herself accountable to her potential. So I imagine, okay, if this was Evelyn with this exact feeling in this exact situation, what would I tell her? I would be honest with her because that's how much I love her. I would say, listen, bitch. (laughs) Again, that's a turn of endearment. But no, Ev, this is uncomfortable because it is amazing and it is so good for you. So stick through it and you're going to be so glad. Do the same thing for yourself. Hold yourself accountable to your potential and recognize the difference between discomfort and pain. But still allow it to be enjoyable because if it sucks all the time, you're not going to do it. And there's a hack for this. The hack is holding yourself in gratitude. The hack is creating awareness around whenever you are following through for your goals, for the person you want to be. And so it may suck to wake up at 5 a.m. and to not snooze your alarm and to go right downstairs and open your journal when you want to stay in your warm bed or you want to immediately check the notifications on your phone and start scrolling through social media. That is uncomfortable. So, And that is not going to feel as enjoyable. So what you do is whenever you catch yourself doing something that is making you proud, allow yourself to feel that sense of pride, right? It is really, really simple. Say thank you to yourself. I say thank you to myself after every single workout, every single workout. And oh my God, that is one of the things I credit the most to making myself into a person who works out regularly, who fitness is a part of my identity at this point, and Lord knows it was not. And it is because of that really simple hack. And so if something feels hard, understand that's probably a good thing. But it's your responsibility to make it feel good because it will eventually. And you can do that very, very easily by just holding yourself in gratitude around it, acknowledging it and saying, okay, you showed up for yourself. You did the hard thing and that is really fucking cool and I see you and I am proud of you. Do that. You owe it to yourself. And then the last thing we've already talked about, and that is again, holding yourself accountable creating a check-in process, creating some sort of system that allows you to track these habits without it being kind of toxic, right? There's a difference there. Only you're going to know that difference. I am a big fan of a bullet journal for this. I love a check mark. There is nothing more satisfying to me than like crossing something off of a to-do list. And so when I sit down every morning and I can make a little X in the box of I ate with kindness, I 
did, I have like 11 of them at this point that I check in with, it makes me really happy. Like that's my bullshit. I know my bullshit. And so I indulge my bullshit. Do the same thing with yourself. Find a way to hold yourself accountable to the person you want to be in a way that feels really aligned with you. Okay, we are at around 25 minutes, which for me means I am overstaying my welcome in your head and in your energy. And thank you for that. Thank you sincerely for allowing me to do this, for sharing this time with me, for giving me these ideas, for sharing your energy with me. It's You have no idea how much I appreciate it and how grateful I am for you for listening. So thank you. Sincerely, thank you. This is this is one of these things that helps me in, in my betterment. And I pray to God every single day and every single night that it is doing the same for you. Because that's all I want with this space, right? I, I am aiming to, my intention is to create a space, a platform for women, women like me, women who feel like they want the best out of life, who want to see the good, who want to see gratitude, who want to treat themselves really, really well, who want to show up in their life in a way that makes them really, really proud to create a space where we can kind of hash some things out and acknowledge that we're not perfect, but that's okay (laughs) because that is not the goal. We're learning, we're growing, we're experiencing. And so thank you. I know I said I wasn't going to do another tangent, but we just did. (laughs) I apologize, but also I don't because I don't express my gratitude for you enough and sincerely, thank you so much. And so now that I'm a big gratitude-filled weepy mess, I am going to close this podcast off. Next week, we are going to be talking about the art of asking better questions, which may sound like a silly topic or a weird topic, but it's a good one. So I hope you will join me again next week. Um, Anytime between now and then, reach out. You know where to find me. I would love to connect further. And if you have not already, please rate and review this podcast. It means the world. It takes 10 seconds and it keeps me showing up here. So yeah, that's it. (laughs) I will see you next Thursday.